0: Hello, and welcome to the 19th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingber, and I'm your host. Special thanks to Harvest and Media Temple for supporting the show. This week, I have with me Nick Pettit, a designer, public speaker, teacher at Treehouse, and the co-host of The Treehouse Show. Welcome, Nick. And for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, first, uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm a teacher at Treehouse, which is... This website where you can learn how to make websites, iPhone apps, start businesses, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I've been teaching there for almost four years now. I was the well, one of the first teachers along with uh, Jim, and uh, yeah, just been doing that ever since. Really enjoying it.
0: Awesome. So why don't we? I'd like to. I like to start out by finding out. Uh, how my guests got their start on the web. So why don't you tell us that?
1: Oh, man. So uh, I started actually when I was around 11 years old. I can still remember uh, my dad showing me Microsoft front page. And I uh, dragged out a table and I was just amazed that I could lay out text and images in any way that I wanted. I mean, it was, you know, for an 11-year-old, that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do, to have, you know, some small inkling of control over your life between chores and school and all that. So I was really hooked at that point. And throughout my life, I've always been interested in art and technology. So web design is a pretty good choice for me because it's the intersection of the two. When I got into college, I got a little bit more serious about it. and You know, I was trying to pick a career. This was around 2005. And at first, I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker. And so I started out in the film program at the University of Central Florida. And I did that for about a semester or two. And then I just realized that, you know, I really just want to uh, do stuff on the web or maybe even with video games one of the two because i saw that film was a really fascinating medium but it lacked interactivity and i lo- really look at interactivity as like almost an- another dimension uh that you can add whereas you know film is in two dimensions with Sound, I guess you can add on top of that. But on the web, you can do so much more and create all sorts of interesting experiences. So I started getting serious about it in college. And I thought, yeah, you know, I really want to make websites. And this was, again, around 2005 when Facebook and Dig and, you know, a lot of popular websites uh, started. And I just saw this happening. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be like, the Next, Mark Zuckerberg, or whatever, and just you know, have at it. So, I started uh, learning PHP and I built this web app uh, over the course of about eight months. So, I'd done a little bit of HTML and CSS prior to this, but then I was like, you know, I really need to learn a back end language. So, I learned PHP, I built this web app, and it was basically a digital flyer board. Uh, because I saw all of these paper flyer boards around my college campus, and I thought, you know, I can do better than this. I can replace this with its digital equivalent. So I built this web app, I launched it, and it had some degree of success for a couple weeks. I got a couple hundred users at my college, and it looked like it was maybe going to happen. And then about maybe five or six weeks after I launched, I think Facebook Marketplace came out. <laughs> and by this time, Facebook was huge. You know, Facebook was kind of hitting a big growth curve around this time. Um, this was later around like 06, 07. And I just thought, you know, there's really no point in continuing. But uh, the good part about that whole experience was that it gave me, a really great portfolio piece because I did all the design and development myself and I was able to get my first internship at a healthcare consulting firm and I was writing a uh, PHP there. And then I did that for about three years and during that time I started a uh a podcast called Doctype with my buddy Jim, who is one of my coworkers and classmates and uh we did that for a while and eventually we ended up at treehouse uh which for people that have been with treehouse for a long time know it was formerly think vitamin membership it was renamed in november of 2011 and i it was really just a natural transition from going to doing this video podcast uh just talking about stuff that i knew and had been learning very rapidly and uh, It was really, yeah, just really easy to transition into doing it professionally and teaching people uh, every day. So that's what I do now, and that's how I got my start. So I've been doing it a long time, and, you know, interspersed with all that, I've done a lot of different freelance things. Uh, So I've been doing web design and development professionally for probably about 10 years now, I guess, is when I started getting paid for it.
0: That, I mean, that is a really interesting story. I I want to talk about a little bit your learning of PHP in a matter of eight weeks and, you know, basically learning on your own. How did you build the confidence uh, to sort of learn PHP and to keep going? Because obviously it's not, you know, HTML and CSS is, you know, it's a little straightforward and... A lot of people can pick it up fairly quickly, but I think when you make the jump to a programming language like PHP or Ruby or anything else like that, it requires a certain degree of confidence uh, to to build something and to keep pushing forward.
1: Sure, yeah. So uh, I guess, first of all, it wasn't that I learned PHP in eight weeks. It was that I built this web app over the course of eight months. So I I spent a long time building uh, this web app. But I did learn PHP fairly quickly. I mean, I picked up a lot of things that I needed to know as I was building the app, which is always going to slow any project down if you don't already know the language or tool set that you're using. But uh, I, like I said, was kind of bouncing around at the start of my college career, and I did know a little bit of HTML and CSS. I'd been building some sites here and there, uh, just, you know, freelance. But I realized if I really wanted to take my skills to the next level, I'd need to learn how to program. Now, I was considering going into game development, and I started learning C and C++. So I just went to the bookstore and thought, you know, I really should try out game development if I think that's maybe something that I might want to do, and I just bought the C for Dummies book. I read it in like a week, and I just, you know really took to the material, and then I started learning C++, and I did compiled programming for a little bit before I realized that, you know, it was really the web where a lot of the innovation was happening at the time, uh, and still today, and so I went to the school library, and I was like, okay, I have read a lot about this, and I narrowed it down to uh, PHP, And ASP.NET, because I knew that those were kind of the two big back end languages at the time. And even just figuring that out took me like a month just of reading like Wikipedia articles (laughs) and blog posts and just kind of Googling all around, trying to just get a map of the domain and figure out like, okay, what are all these languages You know, what's the difference between JavaScript and, you know, PHP? Like, I I don't understand, you know. It took me a really long time to map that out for myself. And once I'd figured that out, I was like, okay, I need to learn either PHP and ASP.NET. And so I went with PHP just because it seemed like it was a little bit easier. And a lot of my friends were using it at the time. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll go with that. Um, So I learned PHP and I used it for... A number of years, and um, I mean, I could still code in it. Excuse me, I could still code in it today if need be. But I actually uh, started learning Ruby and Ruby on Rails at that healthcare job uh, that I had, and uh, I really liked Rails a lot. I liked the idea of using a framework. I mean, I should mention when I coded this app in PHP over eight months, probably would have taken me a lot less time had I used a framework i just <laughs> you know it's just all spaghetti code it's amazing it runs at all i'm really does it still run it. uh it does I uh, and i'm kind of shocked that <laughs> it's, it still exists i really should take it down um no probably, you, def-
0: you definitely should not take it down
1: it's probably horribly insecure and like
0: <laughs> no but i'm really- just saying like I, there's so many there's so many web things that i've built years ago and it's just like I took them down, or I deleted the files, or I don't have them anymore. And like now that I'm like back in it, and I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I'd love to show somebody my first thing I built on the web. So you should keep it, because some <laughs> somebody's gonna ask you one day, what's the first thing you built on the web, and can I see it, just for fun?
1: Oh, I I do have it. I mean, it's still on the web. I'm not gonna say the address of it, but it's oh, still come exists. on, give us the address. I don't want people to sign up for it because I feel really bad for those people. <laughs> But yeah, so I um, I did PHP and then I got into Rails and uh, since then I've kind of settled on, I guess, what I like to call designment, which is (laughs) kind of somewhere between front end development and web design, or I guess you could call it maybe like technical design in a way, because I really enjoy designing in the browser using a framework. And I think I think the reason I gravitated towards web stuff rather than doing compiled programming is just because CSS really offers this instant gratification where you can just type something in and, you know, the whole background color changes or all the fonts on the site change. I mean, it's really pretty kinetic and amazing and allows you to develop your ideas very rapidly. Whereas with compiled programming, I mean, you get this like null object error and you're like trying to debug it for hours and then you have to compile again. And it's just like this really long feedback loop between the time you type something in and the time you actually see the result. And that, I guess, was frustrating enough to me at the time that it steered me clear of um, game development. But um, I have more recently gotten back into it um which has been a lot of fun i've been doing that on the side but that's awesome uh, but yeah so
0: you mentioned something really interesting um the month you spent trying to navigate what you should learn uh whether it was php asp.net and all this other stuff i'm wondering what advice you would give to somebody just starting out as to how they should navigate that water like You know, a lot of people say start HTML CNS because that's like the building blocks of anything. But like, if you want to be about if you're into the back end technical side
1: of things, how would you navigate sort of figuring that out? Well, it's a really tough question to answer because there's a lot of different languages out there. I mean, I get emails from Treehouse students sometimes and they'll ask me questions like, you know, what's the difference between jQuery and WordPress? And I'm just like, well, they're not really comparable Things, But, you know, here's what jQuery is and here's what WordPress is. And I understand that confusion because uh, I went through that for a long time because the web, unlike uh, other types of programming environments, is very eclectic. It's formed of a variety of different languages. I mean, on the front end, you have HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And on the back end, you can have any number of things. Um, including PHP, Ruby, ASP, Python, et cetera. And so it's uh, pretty difficult when you're new just kind of mapping all that stuff out. Uh, what I did, and I don't recommend this, is I just, I just Googled around and went on these massive Wikipedia tangents and spent hours in the library. And it was really confusing. I mean, it took me a long time. I mean, there there was a point where my mental model of building websites was so confused that I just thought like you could write a whole website in SQL or something. I just I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> and so the thing I would recommend now is to just go to uh you know, one of the many learning platforms that are out there. I mean, that's something that would didn't exist when I was trying to learn it. Um, like on Treehouse, we have this thing called Tracks. You can go to treehouse.com or teamtreehouse.com/slash/tracks, and in a track, we present you with a series of Treehouse courses that gives you a guided path. So you can get, you know, a description and a nice trailer of what it means to be a front end developer or what it means to be an iOS developer and stuff like that. You know, you can kind of very quickly map out the domain and that's something that I heard our students really like a lot. So that's one thing that exists now that didn't exist back then is there's a lot more guidance if
0: you know you look for it. That's so true. And I, I for one loved, I still love treehouse tracks. Uh, it helped me a lot. Uh, But before we continue, I want to take a minute to talk about our two sponsors today. Harvest is a beautiful business tool for tracking time spent on client projects. Work from anywhere by starting a timer via the web browser, desktop, iPhone, or Android. It's effortless to start a timer. No matter where you find yourself plugging away, the focus stays on the task at hand. You'll know which clients and projects are making money and which ones are costing you. Check out Harvest at GetHarvest.com before the year slips away. After the free 30-day period... 30-day trial period. Use code Pencilholder and receive 50% off your first month. Media Temple. For years, Media Temple's Grid service has been the web hosting choice for more designers, developers, and cre- creative professionals than any other platform. That's because a single Grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to a hundred different client projects, and the Grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your, onla- keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit or Hacker News. It's all managed through their own simple custom uh custom control panel and backed by Media Temple's famous 24/7 support. Special dif- special discount for ho- how to hold a pencil listeners. Use a promo use promo code pencil P E N C I L for 25% off your first month of web hosting. Go to med- mediatemple.com and enter your promo code upon sign up. So Nick, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Treehouse and uh sort of imagine I was, you know, a a a brand new student and i either to treehouse or really to the web in general uh where do you recommend starting out i know that comparing things is sort of comparing apples to oranges but like should everyone start at html css or should or is there other places to begin
1: um no i do think that everyone should start with html and css i mean if you want to build websites that is if you want to build native mobile, <clears throat> excuse me. If you want to build native mobile apps, like iPhone apps and Android apps, then you should go and learn that. With iOS, that's Objective C, and with Android, that's Java. But um, yeah, I mean, if you want to be a Rails developer or a PHP developer, or you know, go into any kind of backend language, you're gonna need to know at least something about the front-end. I mean, you have to know HTML and you have to know CSS because generally what most of these back-end languages are doing is creating the HTML and CSS and JavaScript, in many cases, that's being sent to the client browser. So on the server, all this code is generated and then it's sent to uh, the person that made the request. So, yeah, I think everyone really should start with HTML and CSS, I think that's um, a really good place to begin. I mean, especially HTML, because, um, you know, unlike a lot more uh, complex languages, it's very simple to learn. It's not, you know, like a Turing-complete language or anything like that. Uh, And, you know, it's just markup. And the way that I like to explain it to people is I say, you know, it's kind of like when a teacher would mark up your uh, your papers in school. You know, they, they write on them and underline stuff and say you need to fix this, that, or the other. Um, I also like to compare it to a newspaper, you know, where you have different uh, headers and there's sections and uh, paragraphs and all sorts of stuff like that. So, no, I think that's a pretty good place to start because... A lot of people uh, that have never programmed before don't even really feel comfortable writing the tax that most programmers are used to, uh, and it can take them a lot of time to start using some of the special characters on their keyboard uh, in a fluent way. I mean, in HTML, obviously, you're typing a lot of angle brackets and, and slashes, and those are things that, if you've never programmed before... That's not really a thing that comes up a whole lot unless you're typing a lot of math where you're writing like <laughs> greater than and less than signs or something like that. So I think that's a good place to start because there's not a lot of syntactical uh, tokens, I guess you could say, in HTML. And that kind of warms people up to the idea of, okay, you know, when I write stuff, it has to be Uh, A certain way for the computer to understand it. And HTML is also a good introduction because um, you don't get strange compilation errors. I mean, you basically can't really do a whole lot wrong. The browser is pretty forgiving. So if you forget to close a tag or if you type out image instead of IMG for the image element, the browser is going to know that and is going to figure a lot of stuff out and be pretty forgiving with your errors. So that's a good introduction for people because, you know, it can be pretty frustrating if you're just learning how to program and you miss a semicolon somewhere and that just breaks the whole app. So, yeah, I think everybody should start with HTML and CSS.
0: So, um, I love Treehouse and I think it's a great, a great platform uh, for learning. It's basically the, the number one tool I used as I was learning web development, and I still go back to it all the time. I'm wondering if you could sort of give somebody who has never been on Treehouse uh, sort of a little bit of a backgrounder on what Treehouse is and what what somebody can
1: you know if I signed up for
0: Treehouse today, what could I expect to get?
1: Sure. Yeah. So basically, we're trying to address the problem of the rising cost of education. So going to college to learn web design and development is just silly and it's silly for a number of reasons. I mean, one, it's incredibly expensive and most people are left with, you know, 50,000, 100,000 dollars in debt after going to school for 4 years. And the second thing is the opportunity cost. I mean, it takes 4 years to get a 4-year degree and in that time, you're probably not Working. I mean, you're busy going to school. And if you are working, it's a pretty stressful experience. I mean, to take four years out of your life, you know, is pretty insane. I mean, how often does anybody else do that for anything? It's a big chunk of your life. And so it should be a much bigger consideration than it is. But we also think that, you know, you can just learn cheaper and faster. Online and uh, with online education, you can basically get a solution that'll fit into your lifestyle instead of, you know, college where you have to be there and you have to be there at a certain time and all that stuff. So there's a lot uh, that you get out of using Treehouse that um, a college really just can't provide. It's like 25 bucks a month. And you can learn at your own pace. And you can probably do it for like six months. And at that point, uh, you're probably ready for, you know, an entry-level position. Uh, it can vary, of course. But if you work really hard and you work at it and, um, you know, you go through maybe a track or two, you should be pretty close to job ready. Um, so... I think that basically Treehouse is an alternative to colleges, and a lot of people, you know, hold the idea of college pretty near and dear to their heart. But it's basically a learning vacation. I mean, you're just taking four years and spending a whole bunch of money. I mean, instead of doing that, like you could sign up for Treehouse and maybe go on a real vacation. You know? <laughs> A very good vacation for the amount of money you spend.
0: So I think something that I've learned over the years uh, of learning development stuff is that you're always learning, you know, every day, no matter what I'm doing, there's something new, uh, to what I'm building or what I'm making. Um, and that requires a lot of motivation to continue learning. And I ask my guests all the time, what, uh, what keeps them motivated? So what keeps you going every day to keep pushing and learning, um, new things? And what would you tell somebody who's just starting out to keep them motivated?
1: You know, it's, that's a really good, great question. Um, there's a variety of motivations that, uh, come for me, but, um, for one, I mean, I'm a teacher, so it's important for me personally to continue learning because it's important for me to always remember what it feels like to be a beginner at whatever it is. Right. So, um, I'm not a beginner at web, web design and development anymore, but I can emulate that feeling through other things. So like right now I'm, uh, I'm learning game development and I've been doing a lot of stuff with, uh, with unity and the Oculus Rift. And I've been doing a lot of programming in C sharp and, I have some experience in that but it's really a whole new world for me and especially with virtual reality. I mean a lot of people have not developed for that and there's really almost no tutorials or anything out there as to how to do it. Most of the time you're just reading the documentation. So it's um it's really important for me to kind of immerse myself in the bleeding edge like that so that I always remember like, wow, this is what it feels like to just have no clue what you're doing. And that to me is very motivating because I realize that's what we're providing to people at Treehouse. We're providing a lot of guidance that can save them a lot of time so they can cut straight through all of that and learn exactly what they need to know. Another thing that motivates me is just our students. I mean, we get so many amazing emails and tweets and form posts and, you know, it, it really comes from everywhere. I just, uh, I get messages from our students every single day. And when I read that, you know, somebody got a job because of Treehouse or that, you know, their life changed in some significant way or they just feel really empowered, you know, that they didn't know something and now uh, they can do this thing that they wanted to do, it's Incredibly mo- motivating. I mean, that's that's what gets me up in the morning. Um, I wake up every morning at around six. Um, I used to be kind of a, a later riser, but I just get up now because I feel like I've got stuff to do. I've, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have my life's work to do. Um, whether that must be that must be such an amazing feeling. i must. Yeah. Yeah, it it really is. I mean, I just realized that, you know, a lot of people are depending on Treehouse and depending on me to, uh, to teach them. And so for me, that's pretty motivating. But um, for learning in general, I mean, what is the motivation for learning? I'll say this. I mean, every single time I've done any kind of side project, uh, as I outlined, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, it's it's led to the next thing. So like when I was in school, I was building that web app and it didn't really go anywhere, but it got me my first internship. And then when I was at that internship, I started a video podcast with Jim. And together we did that for like a year and a half. And we learned so much from that experience that it led to us working at Treehouse. So I think learning is really uh, an important thing for anybody to undertake. It's almost like fitness. I mean, you don't have to do it, and the consequences are not immediate. But if you don't take care of your body and you don't take care of your mind, I mean, what kind of life are you leading, really? You know, like what is that going to lead towards? Because I just think, you know, It it sounds cheesy, but knowledge really is power. I mean, it really... There's a reason that that saying is a thing. I mean, you can learn something and it can completely change your life. I mean, because you can do something now that you couldn't do yesterday. And just maybe that thing could be something really important. I mean, it could lead to... Um, a promotion or a new job or it could just, um, you know, feed into your own self-actualization. I mean, maybe it's just a goal you've really wanted to accomplish or a hobby you've really wanted to pursue. Now you can do that. And I think people just don't realize that, you know, you can really do whatever you want. There's not a whole lot stopping you. You just have to find the time or make the time to To do it. And as soon as you learn something, um, you start to realize how little you know about that subject. I mean, I feel like the more I learn, the more I realize how little I actually know about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's another motivation is uh, it's just addicting, really. Um, that, once you start learning stuff, you have to learn more. That's, that's some
0: really fantastic motivation advice. I mean, I, I think so many people don't understand how much you can, how much you can learn on your own, and how much how successful you can be with that own with your own found knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's through tutorials or anything else like that. And I think. If more people were out there learning on their own or trying to find the answers uh, to the things that they want to know, I think they'd be more successful. So, in the last couple of minutes, I like to ask my guests uh, a couple of questions all the time, and one of them is uh, what is the what is your favorite project that you've worked on besides your PHP bulletin board that is still up? You won't give us the web address, but what else? What is your favorite thing that you've built?
1: Um. So I I've, I've built so many things. Uh it's pretty hard to pick. Today <laughs> I just built uh today I started reading about uh, Ratchet, which is this new front-end framework. Well, Ratchet 2.0 um I guess is new it came out in like February and I started reading about that. It's this pretty cool mobile framework and I um played around with it today and built a project there. But my favorite project uh My favorite project would have to be, uh, uh, I mean, I guess Treehouse. Like, I I can't really think of anything else that is more significant or important to me. Uh, Just because, like I said, I started at Treehouse in May of 2010. And it was myself, uh, my buddy Jim, and our one of our co-founders uh Ryan in the UK and it was just the three of us and now treehouse is up to 70 people wow. um actually I think it's over 70 people and we're we just seem to keep going I mean every every day when I um log into to work stuff I see oh we hired another pe- person <laughs> like let's welcome them to the company like it's it's kind of insane how uh quickly we're growing now but um that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's important to me just because I mean, like I said previously, it's it's very motivating to realize that you're actually having an impact on other people's lives. I mean, that's that's a a, a big deal that I don't think very many people get to feel directly. I mean, there there're there certainly ways that you can affect people's lives indirectly. You know, you can uh, make a product or you can make uh, you know w- whatever but like teaching is is something that allows you to directly impact someone's life because they learned something that they didn't know before and now they can do more now they're more capable now they're more independent and that's a pretty powerful feeling I mean that's not something that you're going to get from um you know a piece of entertainment or just like some random new app or whatever or something that you buy at the store it's very rare that there's actually a way um for you to impact someone in such a direct fashion so that's why i like treehouse so much i just I get to interact with our students and I get to see how their lives are changing. And it's just amazing. That's awesome. All right. So
0: we have, we're have we running out of time. So the last question that I ask everyone is, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter, website, that kind of stuff.
1: Sure. So on Twitter, I am at NickRP. That's N-I-C-K-R-P. On the interwebs, <laughs> I am at nickpettit.com. So it's just nickpettit.com, my name. And then, of course, you can find videos of me at Treehouse at teamtreehouse.com.
0: Awesome. Nick, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I know uh, my listeners will appreciate it as well. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to this 19th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. Uh, My name is Ruben Ingber, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ruben Ingber, R-E-U-B-E-N-I-N-G-B-E-R. You can follow the show on Twitter at Hold a Pencil. Links to everything we spoke about will be at the show notes at www howtoholdapencil.com and once again thanks to our sponsors Harvest and Media Temple this week and thanks again to my guest Nick and I will see you all next week